with you all day long. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Podcast after the broadcast, and this is this little uh, kind of uh, just bonus that uh, not everybody gets from uh, if they just listen to conventional radio. So we, we thank you for listening. Um, Jack, a couple of times this morning off air, you were kind of gurring about your engagement ring. What's the deal? Oh, yeah. Okay. So if you are thinking of buying an engagement ring, I think you should know this because they didn't tell us if you get a princess cut, it is the most susceptible to damage just because there's sharp edges and they're usually raised a little bit. Right. So, I mean, whether you're doing your everyday errands and tasks, they are the most susceptible to damage. No. So question. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a humble brag? Are princess diamonds like a good cut? Oh, I think all diamonds are good cuts. But what is a princess diamond? It's a square. So it's a square cut. Oh, okay. Well, the thing's the size of a grapefruit. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But this happened to my friend as well. We were just talking about it. Her ring is in for repair now. And we've had our engagement rings for like five, six years. This is not a long time thing. And we don't live crazy lives. How about your ring, Matt? Mine? Yeah. The one I'm wearing? Yeah. She's a little rounded. It was my dad's old ring. Right. A little oblong. I have to get it banged out once in a while. <laughs> yeah. But, but no issues with princess cuts. No, no. I'm more of a halo guy. Okay. Got it. There you go. Uh, so just just be warned. They're beautiful cut and traditional. I mean, the Tiffany diamond yeah. is always a princess cut, but it's just, you just have to be a little more careful. This is pure gobbledygook. I have no <laughs> idea what she's saying. <laughs> the girls will know. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Good morning. Mainly cloudy today with a few showers in the morning, but they should end around noon, a high of 18. For your Labor Day long weekend, expect on and off rain and highs around 16. This news update is brought to you by Oasis Hydrofruit Organic. Deliciously refreshing, 60% less sugar than regular fruit juice blends, and now organic. Find it in the juice aisle. An Edmonton mother who has battled cancer and numerous surgeries is upset after she was shamed for using a handicapped parking stall. You might have seen this on your Facebook timeline yesterday. Donna Lavistate just got her handicap placard in May. She had trouble walking after side effects from chemotherapy. Well, on Tuesday, she was accused of abusing the spot as a note was left on her car saying she didn't need the stall. You remember, uh, it was probably about a month ago or so when I was at that Chinese food restaurant in the North End and we were looking out, oh, I was looking out the yes. window and I saw that what I assumed was an able-bodied person, but they had no placard and they jumped out of their vehicle and they ran into the registry and then they ran back out and they were in there for about 20 minutes. It was driving me crazy, but again, they had no placard. And I think that's the difference here. My mom has a placard. Yes. She has a tough time walking. Yeah. So now I'm really sensitive to the plight of those have to, who have to park closer. Oh, yeah. Right. All right. Well, some sad news. We're just learning this morning that George Strait's longtime drummer, Mike Kennedy, was killed in a car crash in in the States last week. The Eskimos are in Calgary on Monday afternoon in the Labor Day game. You can join Chris as he hosts a watch party on the Brick Field at Commonwealth on Monday starting at 1.30. It's free and you can bring your own chair or blanket and sit on the field to watch the game on the giant video board. There'll be food trucks, alcohol for sale and fun for the entire family. Alcohol? <laughs> I, yes. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, they're going to be selling alcohol and uh, lots of fun stuff for the kids to do. So yeah, if you're looking for Sounds something like to do. Sounds like a great time. Yeah, it'd be fun. Well, happy Labor Day long weekend. You know you can't wear white after this weekend, right? Well, apparently that may be out the window. It used to be a ploy to promote fall fashion and light summery clothes were to be put away. But now there are no rules when it comes to fashion. You can still wear your autumn and winter clothes that are colored white. Yay. And it's a Kissin' Country winning weekend starting at 2 o'clock today. Every hour you can win tickets to our Kissin' by Invite Only Tay Bay concerts or you can win them right now. Perfect. 
Fun question on this Friday morning at 780-421-1039. 20% of people say wearing these is a turn-on. Don't say it, Matt. Well, I'm turned on by so many things. I know you are. Yeah, you're at 100% of things turn you on. It's like pants? Yep. I'm in. No, no pants? pants? Yep. <laughs> this is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. All to my shel- uh, shelf. All to my shelf. <laughs> Friday. All to my shelf. Kissin' to the boy. That's the uh, Little Mermaid version of the song. It's Got like it. the shelf. I, I don't know. It's 608. Would Little Mermaid have lots of shells? Yeah, I don't, don't you remember her lair? Her cave? Her she, lair? <laughs> <laughs> she keeps all her shells. Yeah. Her shells on the shelf, okay, in her lair. <laughs> Thank you, Jack, for having my back for a change. <laughs> it's been a tough week working with these it two. It has been a tough week. These two. You poor, poor guy. I know. It's a real tough go. The question this morning for your chance to join us with Tebe. Uh, apparently, uh, 20% of people find wearing these a turn on. What are these? Long johns. Long johns? <laughs> Is that something that you find a turn on? I do. <laughs> really? <laughs> when you get that dumpy butt, <laughs> the pouch in the front? Yep. Yeah. And Definitely. The, and the, the what's it called in the back there? The back flap? The flap. The yeah. poop chute. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I yeah, you know what? It's not the long john. No, you may be alone on this one. I don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could. Yeah, I think that's a one percenter. Um, <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> but, hey, but that's right okay. Day. Now we know your fetish. It's all good. Don't worry. All right. Take care. A great guest. Can't wait for winter. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Morning, but right now we're giving away, as always, our tickets. Uh, well, not as always, to tickets to a uh, Cook County Saloon to uh, see. Uh, Tebe, but we always do the too early for a question question. It's your chance to prove you're the smartest person listening early in the morning. Sometimes that's tough, especially for us. Oh, yeah. But you're smarter, thankfully. Trevor's with us right now. How are you, Trevor? Good. How are you? Good, good, good. The question this morning is uh, apparently, according to 20% of people, they say wearing these are a real turn on. What are these? Uh, I'm going to go with sweatpants. Sweatpants. You know what? When a lady wears a pair of sweatpants, it says juicy on the butt. Yeah. Nothing better. Yep. Yeah. Year 2000, yeah. here we come. <laughs> yeah. The problem is when guys wear sweatpants, it bunches in the front, and it looks not great. Yeah, doesn't leave enough to the imagination, no. is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't think they're a guy turn-on thing, right, Jack? It's more of a girl thing. Yeah, although, yeah, sometimes if it's an athletic person wearing the sweatpant, if it's got somebody like me that's wearing them because they have to. For, for comfort <laughs> and fit. <laughs> Trevor, unfortunately, it's not sweatpants, but that's a very good guess. What are you wearing right now? Um, work, I'm wearing Carhartt. Oh, okay. Hey, work, that's so. a turn on for lots of ladies. You have to speak yeah. up. I'm wearing a towel. There you go. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey thanks, Trevor. We'll go to Daryl now. Daryl, what do you think? Sunglasses? Sunglasses. You got it. You got it. Oh, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's right. Apparently, uh, the glasses are a turn on. And that makes sense because Jack wears them a lot, especially when she's been drinking. <laughs> you know, those people that wear their glasses inside. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Who do you think you are, Roy Orbison? <laughs> <laughs> she is a pretty woman, Matt. The, oh, look yeah, at oh, us. With the, look at you guys. With the 60 references. <laughs> nice. Hey, congratulations. What's your name? It's Daryl. Hey, Daryl, you just won yourself tickets to see Tebe, uh, the uh, Kissing by Invite uh, only party. He doesn't wear his glasses at night, I don't think. Does Not it? that I've seen. But he does wear his uh, straight brim hat. Yes, he does. That's another thing that's pretty cool. Good job. We'll see you on Wednesday. Hey, right, thank you. This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. 
Yeah, 20% of people find the uh, sunglass is sexy when they're worn on uh, assuming people that they find mm. sexy anyway. Yeah, you okay, Matt? I like a good pair of sunglasses, but I don't like the J-Lo sunglasses. You were talking about this. So what are they, like the aviator sunglasses? No, Aves are fine. The Ray-Bans are fine. The gas station ones are fine. It's those ones that like the real smooth lines. They're big and bubbly. Like, oh, I don't like those yeah. too much. The, the real oh, overly, like the alien glasses. The over, Kinda. the over big ones. I like right? big ones as long as they're like the Ray-Ban style. Right. Right. Like you search JLo sunglasses, it'll come up. Yeah, my wife, she looks great in a set of. Well, she looks great in anything, for the record. Good but say. Good, the, the Ray Band, the Ray Bands, I like for sure. But we did hear from people that were saying like sexy in long johns, sexy in sweatpants. Is there something unconventional you find somebody sexy in? You, you know, you're thinking maybe I'm the only one that finds them sexy in this, but. I don't know, Jack. You're pretty typical when it comes to this stuff. We talked about this a little while ago. If for me, it's hockey hair. Oh, I love hockey hair. Yeah. Yeah. I used to I like rock the even hair. a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> I might go so far as to say I think I like it. But you do? Do you like a true Kentucky waterfall, like tie and tight, <laughs> and then long in the back? <laughs> it's not bad. Oh my! <laughs> but if it's a longer version of that, I like it better. <laughs> what about you? We want to hear from you this morning. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. But speaking of good genes, we're talking about things that uh, apparently turn you on, unconventional things, because we found out just a few minutes ago, thanks to the Too Early for a Question question, 20% of people say that sunglasses do that. For lots, it is dirty work boots. Hey. Work boots are so hot, says the texter. Another one here, camo. My girlfriend looks so cute when she puts on hunting gear. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to call out the ladies that say they love the Carhartts, because... I worked with so many guys that wore car car hearts and had dirty boots, and they were absolute dirt bags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, yeah, they had dirty boots. They were they're just human pieces of trash. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were not good people. Yeah. They were disgusting. But yeah. Matt, we can fix them. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're like you you want the model type who happens to be working in car hearts. Yeah. yeah, we do. By the way, Matt wore car hearts and had dirty boots a lot. <laughs> I was the dirt bag. Yeah, here's Luke Combs. This is Kiss and Cut. This is the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Thinking of our friend upstairs, Bruce mm-hmm. Bowie, uh, the legend. Bruce has been uh, in radio for 47 years, and uh, that's incredible. It really is. And uh, he's, He doesn't uh, look like it. Very few of us get to uh, call our own shots on our final day on the radio. One day, we're just not here. That's the reality of the world. We're all kind of prepared for that. But Bruce is one of those guys, and well-deserved, is called his own shot. He's, uh, he's done everything he can possibly do. He's going to spend uh, the rest of his life with his wife, Mary, and probably miss getting up at uh, 3 in the morning. <laughs> not- he might still it up. He probably will after 47 years of doing it. Uh, but anyway, so it's his final day. He's on 630 Chad nine years ago. Uh, somehow I kind of uh, slipped into the seat that he was in. And of course, Jack, you joined me shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And then Matt, thankfully Don't for us. Don't even put me in the same sentence as Bruce, okay? Well, no, I'm not. I'm just saying that. Uh, <laughs> He's not. We're in the same sentence as Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's way easier. <laughs> yeah. That's way easier to be a part of. But anyway, so his, uh, yeah, his, his final day on the radio today. And uh, it's truly my radio mentor. He taught me so many things. He taught me to appreciate the the job that we had. We're so lucky. He taught me to to work hard. Nobody ever works as hard as Bruce Bowie and also uh, taught uh, to give back to the to charity. So he really is a, a legend in the business that we're in. And there's just only one Bruce Bowie. There's no two ways about that. So I had a chance to sit down with him and, and, and talk about some things. And the thing I wanted to talk to him about, the, 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 the huge legacy on our radio station is the Hope Mission Radiothon that we mm-hmm. do each and every year. And uh, he told the story of how it all came together. Chris and I, we talked about running before, so I'd tell Chris about some of the things I was doing in my life. And I had friends at the time who'd uh, 
uh, started a ministry where they're feeding people in the street, handing out bag lunches on Sunday mornings. And and uh, I told Chris a story about going and helping them and, and meeting some of the people who were living out there and terrific people, some really great people out there. So it was shortly after that that uh, Hope Mission contacted the station wanted to do a fundraiser, and uh, they were trying to come up with some kind of gimmick. And so they thought, maybe we can put Bruce up in like a cherry picker or something, and when so much money is raised, we'll bring him back down. And, and all of a sudden, the light bulb went on in Chris's head. He said, oh, <laughs> Bruce works with the homeless. Hang on just a sec. Why don't we have him go live in the street? <laughs> and How we, dangerous could that be? <laughs> <laughs> And everybody's cheering. Except, <laughs> Except for me. Bruce. Except yeah. for Bruce. Yeah. yeah. But it was a great experience. Yeah. So the premise was that um, I would go live out there for three days. First day, I'd pick bottles and sleep in a dumpster in the River Valley, wherever. And then second day, use their services. So I could talk about the contrast of of having someplace to sleep and some somebody to feed you. And then the third day, we do our radiothon. And the, the generosity of the Kissin' listeners just amazed me. I think it was the second year, after raising about 60000 the first year, that Chris said, okay, we're going to let you decide this year what the goal should be. And so I was on the street. You couldn't my first... decide whether you were on the street. But you <laughs> yeah, got to right. decide how much it would take to get you off. Right. Yeah. So I was on the street the first day, and the second day Chris called, and, and I'd been praying about this, thinking, well, what, what should I be asking for? And so um, I said, okay, this year, let's go for $125,000. Yeah. <laughs> there was dead silence. You got me back there. Dead <laughs> silence on the other end of the line. And so we finished the report, and my cell phone rang shortly after this. Chris saying, well, what are you doing? <laughs> and I think we had just gone through something with a stallery or something, and, and, and rightly so, you were worried about uh, giver fatigue with our listeners. And so you said, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to cut this thing off tomorrow afternoon so it's going to go till uh no until the, the radiothon ends at noon and yeah. no it was nine o'clock that it was going to end so not only was i going to have to raise more than twice as much but i would have much less time to do it in yeah and the next day again this is the kissing listeners uh the, the the number kept growing but it still seemed like we were quite a ways away from that 125 and the news came up at nine o'clock and i think we were like about six or seven thousand dollars short and i thought oh so close and during the news, a couple of people called, and bam, we went over the top. And yeah. I was just—I couldn't have been more thrilled. It was one of the greatest thrills of my life. Yes. Uh, even yes. still thinking back on that. So, yeah. this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Uh, Matt was a, a school shop, and lots of people watch the video. Have actually at you at Staples, kind of getting all of those school supplies done. You're practicing for when little Bo gets a little bit exactly. old. Just a few more years. Yeah, yeah exactly. pretty soon here. I, I felt like we should have put the time on there because I think people are less impressed. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm scrambling. It was only 8 minutes and 49 seconds it took me to get those school supplies. Yeah, the whole list. That's pretty good. But when we talk about back to school, I, you know, we all remember back to school when we were kids. And, uh, you know, for, for me, I always call it the back to school runners. You get those brand new running shoes. Yes. You know, those bright white ones. Squeak. Yeah, that day, that yes. first day you get to take them. But there were other things that you wore that maybe you're regretting now. Me, never. Mm. I wore those bootlegger. The boot cut wide jeans. What do they call those again? Oh, yeah. Just the wide legs. The wide legs. Yeah. Those were so popular. They were huge. The baggiest of baggy jeans. Did you have a chain? Please tell me you had a chain. No chain. I never had a wall chain. Wanted one. Super bad. I wanted to frost my tips, Mm -hmm. too, but I couldn't because I had blonde hair and it was just like blonde on blonde. You'd have to to frost them black. (laughs) Reverse. Reverse. (laughs) And then I wore this shirt. It was a blue button up and it had flames all around the bottom. That was cool for a little bit. I I mean. Day. <laughs> I was the pinnacle of cool. And the puka shell necklace. Yeah. That was my grade seven outfit. I looked tight. Yeah. Now, Jack, you have um, um, uh, blossomed 
um, into a beautiful lady. Thank and you. I, I, we've seen the pictures of when you were younger. Oh, Predator braids. Yeah. I had a few growing uh, pains. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Took you a while to grow into oh, your teeth. gosh. Every year we would go down to Spokane and we would go to Ross Dress for Less. And it still is my favorite store. But it used to be my favorite store for all of our back to school clothes because nobody had these clothes. But I should have really clued in that the fact that nobody had these clothes really maybe that they weren't that cool. Okay. The ni- I grew up in the 90s. I wore a lot of neon, a lot of snap bracelets, <laughs> a lot of side ponytails, hair and I don't even remember what they were called but I hope other people did this they had t-shirts and then they were like these little buckles and you would bunch it to the side and put it through the buckle what (laughs) (laughs) What just to make sure that you showed your midriff off a little bit more (laughs) just a little bit so between Ross Dress for Less and Burlington Coat Factory I thought I was just styling who did your Mexico braids you know the braids you get in Mexico they're like super tight you love this photo of me and yes I may have been 15 years old at the time but I think every 15 year old that goes to Mexico has to get braids Mm. it's like a rite of passage Mm. Well, I know for us, uh, we got to go to Heritage Mall usually to go back to school shopping. But most of our clothes, I think, when I was a kid came from the sand store. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say, Chris <laughs> looks like a sand boy. <laughs> you get the Oshkosh Bagosh overalls. Yeah, exactly. And so the challenge is that everybody went to sand. So I think oh. we pretty much all had that same. You're so excited to show off your shirt and you're like, oh, it's kind of like the Costco shirt now. Yes. You know? Who was the guy that endorsed sand? The home builder dude. Hmm. Oh, Mike come Holmes? To, no, but well before <laughs> Mike Holmes. <laughs> Joe Bussy. He used to love Sam. Somebody just texted 103939. Jack, I love those shirts with the buckles. Ha, Thank ha, you. Ha. I'm so glad somebody remembers. All right. What about you? School, uh, back to school blunders. Do you remember when you were going back? What was the thing you loved the most and maybe now you regret it? This is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Back to school. For most kids, coming up Tuesday after the long weekend. So hopefully you have a great long weekend with a family and just kind of get what you need to get done, you know? Yeah. yeah. Enjoy, children. You're going back to school. Goodbye. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Make sure your parents dress you decently or you'll have regrets. For example. Monday text in and says, I grew up on my grandparents' ranch and some girls at school started wearing cowboy boots with short jean skirts. Well, I wanted to fit in, so I wore mine. Except mine were working boots. And I didn't notice that they had ranch animal odor, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I remember sitting in fifth grade wondering pretending to wonder what that smell was with everyone else it was so not cool oh monday i've been there grade 10 mr zurich took me out of the classroom chris i didn't want to embarrass you in front of everybody but i noticed a strong barnyard smell around <laughs> is that for real <laughs> i was i went to uh, school in the suburbs they did the same thing with me <laughs> smell like a hog pit <laughs> It wasn't me for the record that time. Sure, sure buddy. No, it wasn't me. Anyway, what about you? Talk about your <laughs> yeah, passion. I like how you were his first choice, though. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, oh, <laughs> it's the Sheets boy. He's also the guy that uh, said, stop talking in class because you'll never get paid to talk for a living. So there, there you, you go. go. Uh, Suck on that. No. He passed away. Thanks a lot, man. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell us about your fashion faux pas. Here's Luke Bryan. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Talking about fashion faux pas, uh, back to school for most kids on Tuesday. Uh, what did you wear that you probably regret now? Got this text, wearing bandanas on your head. I don't know why <laughs> my mom ever let me out of the house with one. Hmm. Another text, George Ash was very hot back in the day. Tight jeans in grade six, they were hot. Remember the fancy blank jeans? Was that, I can't say the word. 
it starts with an oh, A and yeah. ends with an S. <laughs> like blank jeans. And, and how about the ones, now these, this is from my generation. I don't think you, they were around when you guys were around, but they had the zipper that went all the way around from the top, all oh, the way around yeah. to the back. I heard people always talking about those. <laughs> Your guts would fall out. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how would that work? From the front to the back. From the front to the back. So it was a front zipper and then it went all the way around the bottom of you to your back. Is it like your a sleeping bag? Is there one zipper on one <laughs> side of the end? So like if I had to poop, I could just do that. Side. Just, oh the, the you turn the them into shaps. I don't, <laughs> I don't I never had a pair. Like, trust me. I, I couldn't even pull off the zipper I had, let alone the We don't understand the mechanics. I don't think yeah. Anyway, w- w- what about you, uh, Bray? So I was looking back at some photos and when I was at my mom's house. And I found, I think it was my grade eight class photo, and it was the trend of those darn butterfly clips. <gasps> yes, I but remember I those. I'm looking at it, it's like, who let me walk out of the house with a whole butterfly conservatory on my head? <laughs> yes, did you do the twist backs with the whole I headband? Did. I did. I it feel you. And then I had the thinnest row of like bangs but they were curls so I had like this sausage going on in the front of my head that that was a go-to every girl in our class too they had the one curler it. bang yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> just <bloop. laughs> this is the kissing country Chris Jack and Matt podcast we're talking about uh, back to school and things that you wore when you were a kid Ooh. what about seat belt belts do you guys remember those? I remember those and they came in different colors yeah, so it was a more seat like belt a, that, a seat or a belt that looked like a seat belt. Yeah, like and then you clip like you clip like a seat belt oh, up front. Oh, yeah. And the super cool ones were the ones that had the airline seat belts. Right. Big in uh, high school were the studded belts. Girls wore the Ooh, the studded belts. Yeah. Those were huge. And like everybody showed their midriff. Which I wasn't complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of people saying that they were like me. They did have the Mexico braids in junior high. There you go. Go to Mexico with your family. You got to get those braids done. All right, what about you? you? Uh, (laughs) Coming up in moments, you're not going to believe what happened on the soccer pitch last night. Pretty big news. We'll give you that. But Vince, uh, tell us about your, uh, your, your wannabe fashion faux pas at school. My 13th birthday, my sister, who's 11 years older than me, got me this pair of sweatpants back when the wild, insane colors were all really in style. Oh, yeah. Zumba. Zumba pants? Yeah, Yeah, that's what they were. West Edmonton Mall, yes. Yeah, they were, they were like phenomenal. My biggest regret is I never got to wear them. My dad saw those things and he's like, no kid of mine is going to school in pajamas and he grabbed them and threw them out. That's a total dad move. I yeah, think, I think, like you wear jeans like every other farm kid. Yeah, exactly. You're not wearing sweatpants. You just wanted to look like Macho Man Randy Savage for one day. <laughs> this is the Kissing Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. It's also the Labor Day long weekend, and we thought for fun earlier this week, we, and we just heard that story about the chicken catcher. We talked mm-hmm. about strange and unusual jobs. What about the most difficult job that you've ever had in your life? What it's is Labor Day. I mean, yeah, labor. Yeah. 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 Hard stuff. I yeah. think, Matt, you're pretty qualified for this. Yeah, because you've had how many jobs? It's like 14 to 15 jobs. Yeah. I can tell you, I've done some very, very hard jobs. Yeah. Um, one of the physically demanding jobs I've had, the most physically demanding, was probably building office furniture. Yeah. Because, you, you know, the cubicles and the desk and oh, stuff, because yeah. I did that for a while. Yeah. The worst part was you had to do it when nobody's in the office. You have to mm. do it late at night. Oh, yeah. You have to get everything off the truck. Imagine doing floors upon floors of office furniture, and you have to unload this from 53-foot trailers. Sucked. Landscaping, hard work. Working in the ditch, working the shovel, 
also sucked. And you were digging like tunnels one time or something too. A machine does that. It's more uncomfortable because yeah. you're always in the tunnel and it stinks. Um, another bad job, dishwashing. That is a <laughs> thankless job. Yeah. Oh man, I worked at Earl's for one day. Yeah. Dishwash for a night. I said, I'll never Most do that Most of your again. jobs only lasted like 12 hours. Uh, yeah. What about you, Jack? I've been pretty lucky that I've been pretty cushiony jobs, except for retail. I worked a lot of retail in high school. Yeah. And you just take it for granted. Oh, these people just sell clothes. They sell shoes. It doesn't matter. But they are on their feet for eight, 10 hours a day. Sure. And and usually, if you're in a mall, it's a concrete floor. Right. It's, <gasps> it's tough. Insoles. <laughs> I bet you can fold the shirts so good, though. Uh, You should see our closets. Yes, we can definitely fold shirts. But the thing is, is you don't don't realize that standing on your feet for eight hours on concrete is painful. What about when you were in the waiting, uh, like when you were a bar, I guess a waitress, right? What about the, what about the, uh, the trays with all of the the drinks and stuff on it? Like how, how heavy are they? You just balance Yeah, you get great arms. You get great arms and you use one arm to push people out of the way and the other (laughs) arm to hold your tray and you get real good at it. I still, when we have dinner parties, I can load like our entire six or eight people in one hand. So I'm like, here, I'll just take this. You poor thing. I'm shoveling sand for eight hours. (laughs) (laughs) Balance some plates. And well, you know what? Again, I grew up on the farm, and so I, I mean, by the time I got to the farm and I've got doing farm stuff, a lot of the hard, hard labor stuff had been done, like the small square baling and the stooking and stuff like that. We were moving on to round bales and stuff stooking. like that. So stooking, that I mean, the generation before me, they worked hard, hard, hard on the farm, right? Uh, but I remember that probably the, the most difficult job and the most labor intensive job I did was a job I never got paid for. It was work experience when I was in school. Did you guys do work experience when you're in school? No, you, no. You get like five credits if you put in like a hundred. 25 hours working no, somewhere in the high school. That. No, uh, but anyway, it was at the Thorsby Farm Center, and I remember uh, they'd bring in the the tractors that needed to be fixed, or they traded in, and they'd be so full of like cow manure and stuff. And I'd oh. have to take this this steamer to them, mm. and I remember steaming this stuff, and the the water was hot, and it was splashing on my face, and the cow, you know what, was hot splashing poo on water your face. all over you. By the time that was done, yeah, I thought, you know oh. what, I think I'm going to maybe try to get in radio. <laughs> you know, same kind of idea. Hey, thanks for listening to the Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. If people want to find out more about Jack, where do they got to go? You can go at kissin underscore Jack, J-A-C-K, on Twitter. What about you, Matt? I'm Matt D. Builder on Twitter. All right, because you're building all the time. That's right. How about you, Chris? <laughs> well, I'm at Chris Sheets. Everybody spells my name wrong, S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. And don't forget about this podcast. Yes, you can rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a moment of all the fun we have. If you enjoyed it, tell a friend. Thank you very much. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Kissin' Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 5 on Kissin' Country 103.9.